The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Michelle Meyer, the head of U.S. Economics at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. We met and became really good friends the first day at Boston University when Michelle was off and running, getting her undergrad degree and master's in those four years. Now, that may sound intimidating, and I'm sure she is to many, but Michelle is one of the most enjoyable people I know to spend time with. So, Michelle, as you look at your ascension in the financial world, what have been the unexpected obstacles you've had to overcome, being that when anyone meets you for the first time, not knowing what you do, they'll probably see what I did all the way back in 2000, and that's just a really cute five-foot girl. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I think you actually hit on something that probably was one of my biggest obstacles starting out and presumably still is to some extent, which is um, being judged based off of first impressions. And oftentimes your first impressions is obviously what you look like um, and how you kind of hold yourself when you first walk into a room. So starting out on Wall Street um, as a junior position, you know, it, it it I didn't have that many opportunities per se to be able to present myself. Uh, spent the first few years really in more of a research assistant type role, learning about what it meant to be a business economist, trying to take in as much as I can from the senior members of my team, and frankly, just understanding what it meant to be on Wall Street. I didn't intend to to be on Wall Street. Um, I didn't actually even necessarily intend to be in the finance community. What I knew I enjoyed was math, and I knew I very much enjoyed economics. And I wanted to have that as my profession explicitly. I wanted to practice economics. And there are only a few places you can do that, Wall Street being one of them. So in a way, I, I kind of always think I fell into this position, which means that I didn't have very high expectations about what that was going to look like or how I was going to be able to mold myself to fit some sort of um, personality or some sort of um, idea of what it means to be somebody working on Wall Street. Um, So I think in some ways that helped in the first few years, the fact that I I had the ability just to um, be more of an observer than somebody who was actively um, involved in the finance community probably helped. However, that only went so far and so long, and eventually I had to get out there and make myself known. And it was quite intimidating, especially because being an economist on Wall Street, at least historically when I started out, which was over a decade ago, um, the belief was that an economist on Wall Street is supposed to be an older man with white hair, um, with advanced degrees, and presumably also some government experience. And obviously that was not me. So um, I remember a few episodes where, you know, I'd walk into a room ready to present about the economy. And I saw the faces. I knew exactly what people were thinking when you walk into the room. Oh, my gosh, how are we going to sit through, you know, a half hour, an hour of of this? How does she know what she's talking about? She's new. She's so young. Um, But to me, once I started talking, once I started delivering information, once I started becoming aware of the fact that even though I was new to the profession, even though I was younger than the majority of people in that room, I was becoming an expert on the economy. I had more information about that topic than they did. Um, And as long as I reminded myself of that and remained confident about my knowledge base, um, I was able to get past that 
obstacle of first impressions. And frankly, it ended up maybe even working out for me because the fact that the bar was set so low when I walked in the room, I was only able to surprise on the upside. And I got a lot of really positive feedback in the beginning from people that was surprising. You know, they would send me emails saying, I was really impressed with your knowledge. I know you're starting out in your career, but you held your own in that room. And, um, you know, and those those type that type of feedback will be passed on to my boss and and their managers, and I think that ultimately helped to boost my um, my confidence and help to uh, you know allow me to move along maybe even faster in my career. Do you remember any certain interesting instances when you went into a setting like that early on, where you saw the faces and then how you felt at the end when those faces had changed? Incredibly satisfying. Um, you know, you 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 have this sense of adrenaline as if you're with anything, whether it's sports or it's any type of kind of competition, is the way I saw it. Which is, here's what the expectation is, and I'm going to beat it. I'm going to show everybody in the room that I can do better and I can exceed their expectations. So your adrenaline kicks in. You 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 know, once you start talking and having an interaction, having a a real dialogue where it becomes apparent over the course of the meeting that the folks in the room want to know your opinion and they're actually asking you questions because not because they're trying to get you, but because they want the answers. Um, that's very encouraging. So oftentimes you, know, you walk into the meeting with one, one impression, you walk out feeling very, very different about yourself. And um, every time it's, it's, it's really proving something to my, to myself. And, and it still happens to this day. Um, obviously less so because I have the title now and mm -hmm. I'm older and I frankly feel like I look older too. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, um, I, I, it's, it's, it's happening less so, but there's still, you know, for some people, this perception as to what the chief economist should look like at a big bank. And that's not me. Do you find yourself now being on the side of those people who would send you notes after meetings, encouraging you and saying you did such a great job? Are you doing that for others now? I certainly am. I think that, you know, particularly for young women in the industry, it matters a lot to me. And, and um, so when I see somebody, you know, walk into a room and and, and give a presentation, I know that they're feeling a little bit intimidated. Um, being able to create an environment where they could be at peace and feel comfortable and then give that positive feedback after, I think, is extremely important. Um, I do a lot of mentoring here at, at, at Bank of America, Maryland, um, not only with members of my team, but other members throughout throughout research. And one of the things that I try to make very clear to, to people starting out in their career um, particularly young women starting out their career in, a, in an industry that is very heavily male-oriented, is to figure out what it is that you can and do feel confident about and figure out what it is that you want to distinguish yourself as an expert in. And you'll be able to get there. As long as you start to believe it and you put that amount of time and commitment into it, um, once you believe that you're an expert and that you are – in an area, you know, you you have you have ex, you have information and 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 knowledge that others don't. That starts to become apparent to others. So I think that is extremely important and something that I make very clear to to uh, to younger people who are starting out in their careers. It's got to be pretty wild to think of yourself as a role model for so many others, right? It is wild. Um, <laughs> I still don't fully. Um, <laughs> think it's reality because um but it is you know you, you but but i guess it is yeah it is and i and obviously i hear it we we um at the bank do a lot of initiatives for 
um, women causes and, and, and diversity causes. I spoke at a conference yesterday, a women's leadership conference, um, and presented, I gave a 15-minute outlook on the health of the economy. And after the conference, just in the, in the networking session, um, hearing the number of you know, women who come up to me and say, I would love to be able to, to do what you do. How do you get up on stage and present? Um, you know, how do you feel so comfortable with the material? And, um, and it's fascinating to me. And every time I hear it, I'm like, no, it's no big deal. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's the subject that I like to talk about. It's, you know, um, but the reality is, is that I guess it is a big deal. And, and being able to get past that, that hurdle of being able to uh, present confidently um, to very large audiences, um, I guess a lot of people do struggle with it. So it's, it's something that um, I think we should all try to work towards uh, to be able to, to feel like you have confidence to be successful in whatever it is that you're looking to pursue. Michelle, thanks. Of course. Pleasure. Thank you, Noah. Not everyone has it in them to beat the expectations, to be a role model, to be comfortable enough with herself to mentor others, but Michelle does. And I hope in our conversation she inspired you as much as she has others. When I see her on TV surrounded by the stereotypical Wall Street look and voice or see her quoted somewhere, I'm really proud of her. She's an expert in her field. No matter what you look like or the first physical impression you make, if you're an expert, you're in command, and Michelle's as impressive as anyone I know. Just as she encourages others with notes, you can send yours about her to Bank of America Merrill Lynch's Twitter handle at B of A M L. Thanks for taking the time to join us on the follow-up. The follow-up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit VocalNow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.